Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. Happy Boxing Day. You would have just uh, spent yesterday doing some amazing things with your families, friends, eating a lot. So I hope in this food coma that you're going to take some time to actually listen to the podcast. <laughs> so today we have Graham Swinnerton with us. Hey Graham, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing good. Good stuff. So the reason why I asked Graham to be on the podcast today was because last week we had Dr. Susan who did a whole theological thing on why Christmas and what the point of of the incarnation was. And I really wanted to flesh that out with an amazing story because you actually became a Christian when you were 40 years old. Yeah, around that age anyway, yeah. yeah. Which is wild because I think most people that, uh, that become Christians are in their, you know, kids, teens, like those, those age brackets. And then to hear somebody who was in his forties who said yes to Jesus, I, what I really want to know is how, how did that experience change, change the, the celebration of Christmas for you? Cause there was a pre 40, it's a pre Jesus and a, and a post Jesus experience and Christmas must have changed so much. So walk us through that story a little bit. Yeah. Well, first of all, I guess, um, I'm probably a bit of a slow learner, so that's probably where, uh, that's why it took me till 40 to figure this out. But uh, it's interesting, when you when I was growing up, it was, uh, uh, I think my mom and dad would have liked to have been at church on Christmas Eve and those sorts of things, but yeah. uh, there wasn't a lot of push, and maybe the kids pushed back enough that they just finally threw up their hands and said, this isn't going to happen, yeah, so yeah, let's yeah. not worry about it. Um we were out at our cottage lots during the winter, so, you know, uh, the idea of getting to church probably was a little more of an effort than than they thought was necessary. So, um, yeah, we just never really attended. I, I remember maybe a handful of times that I would be in a church yeah. before that. And then, uh, wow. yeah, and then just getting introduced to the church here, um, Kind of an interesting story there. I, yeah, well, t- tell us. I yeah, want to know that story. So, a uh, good friend of ours, Grant Romancia, spent a lot of time with us. Uh, and uh, when we weren't looking, he'd sneak off and write, Jesus loves you on our bananas and fruit <laughs> and stuff like that. So, um, and he he had invited us to church probably 10 years prior to that. Wow. We'd work out at the gym together and stuff yeah. like that. And, yeah. Um, so... Colleen and I were struggling with different things, um, and uh, at one point we just finally said to each other, we were, I, we were driving down Circle Drive, yeah. and we just said, you know, I think we need a bit, we need to do something different. Yeah, yeah. And we said, why don't we try this church thing that yeah. uh, that Grant talks about? And he's writing and, it on our bananas. Yeah, and he's he seems to be happy. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, so we decided that uh, we give him a call and show up that week. So if you know Grant, he's the front row guy. Guy. Like he never looks at the back. He yeah, heads yeah. to the front of the front of the church because he says there's always a seat open at the front of the church, yeah, right? Yeah. So the week that we showed up, he uh we walked up to the front, this is in the old Elam, and uh sat down and I wasn't in my seat for five minutes and then uh Pastor Blaine said, Yeah and it it's Father's Day today, okay. and one of our uh, things that we do every Father's Day is get all the fathers up on the platform, and we sing a song. And I'm thinking to myself, this is my first time yeah, in church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, this is the last thing I want. I don't want to go on stage and, right now. And Blaine's never let me sing since in the, right. tra- in the wow. choir. So, 
Yeah, no, great. It was a lot of fun, and uh, it's funny. I, I'm fairly outgoing, I guess, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Um, didn't bother me that much, but it was a hilarious story to show up yeah. and then get walked up onto Going stage. On stage. Yeah, exactly. So um, from there, it was a lot of... Uh, it was a progress, right? Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, it didn't happen overnight. Um, we we were fairly dedicated to getting to church every week because yeah. um, that was just the way it was going to be. But yeah, it, it was a slow process where you, I don't know if we started to look at things different, but we just felt like there was a need to change things in our lives. Right, so right, right. that's where it, where it went and we slowly worked through till um, we would... Um, Say we were saved, I guess. Okay, so like, oh, so how how long would you say that that was that timing was from the time that you started? You were pretty dedicated to coming, but that you started saying like, well, now like Jesus has actually saved me, right? Probably a couple of years. Man, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, and it, it again, it was a um, when I hear a lot of other stories everybody's story is different right totally, but, totally. um there weren't a whole bunch of lights that were going off and yeah, yeah, yeah. a whole bunch of excitement it was just a feeling that you had in so deep inside that said this is a better way to live yeah, and this is yeah. there's a reason for why we're we're doing what we're doing that's amazing um, yeah yeah and like in in you saw the difference in your marriage you saw your different you saw a difference just in you i'm assuming I, I think a lot of it was in me first of all um I never got into trying to compare yeah, or force anybody in my house to do anything different. And I still don't. It's a, um, you choose where you want to be, I guess. We, I love that. We can just, I, I would just rather reflect Christ and try and be as good a person as I can. And I'll screw up all the time and yeah. um, try and get back to where I'm doing some of the right things. So... Yeah, I, that's where it's going. I just love that it wasn't a, um, it was about you. It was about you changing and not like necessarily forcing that on on people. I, I know even Carrie had a conversation with one of our kids a few weeks ago, or a few weeks ago, <laughs> about a year ago now. And it was, he asked, hey, are, are we all Christians? And Carrie said, well, your dad and I are. You have to figure that out for yourself. <laughs> and I think a lot of Christian parents uh, are very scared of actually saying stuff like that because uh, they want they want to think about well I, I don't want to think about my kid spending eternity away from from God and from me so you know I'm I'm going to try to kind of put this on them yeah but at the same time I think leaving the the space is amazing and the and I mean the very fact that God can get two people in their forties in that space is is well, I think amazing. that's that's probably why God. Uh, provided prayer for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it, it's just like trying to put uh, uh, force kids to go into a direction they don't want to go in school. Right, right. The more you push, the less they're going to uh, want to go and the yeah. harder they'll push back, right? So I like to leave it open. Uh, I mean, it took me 40 years to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've heard of stories of, you know, 80, 90-year-old people coming to the Lord. and it's crazy. Um Colleen's father was a good example. I think okay. he was probably 78, 80 years old. And wow. then he, he started, uh, you know, helping out in first impressions here, just greeting people at the door. So that's amazing. Yeah, it can happen to anybody and it's exciting. So, so how, how did Christmas change for you then? Cause before Christmas was, I mean, everybody gets together, party, have a good time. 
But now, how did the how did the reality of Jesus two years later, uh, after you know you've gone through the process and you're still going through the process, but mm-hmm. it's just solidified within those two years? How did that change the celebration afterwards? The the pressure of um, the uh, what do you call it the the um, human part of Christmas yeah. where you know you have to have a hundred presents under the tree and right, right. Uh, if you're not doing that there's something wrong or how do I compare it to uh, another family we just all that comparison went out the door um, come on it it was still it's still fun to get a present sure but it's not the focus right in my heart anyway yeah. Yeah. And and you could feel that change. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And how did your kids react? <laughs> well, we've done different things. Like yeah. instead of having and don't get me wrong, they still get their presents. Of course, and, of course. Um and we're lucky enough to be able to do other things, but uh, we've started where we'll do a ski trip yeah. at Christmas time. Okay. Or something over the holidays instead, and put our money towards doing that and making it family time. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a different focus. That's amazing. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, when it comes down to, how would you encourage somebody? Let me try that again. So, for somebody listening to the podcast who's kind of in that. Uh, first stages of following Jesus like you were, or even somebody who maybe is just kind of wondering, is this even legit? Mm-hmm. How would you encourage them? Because, I mean, it's one thing to say, you know, I I, I, uh, I started following Jesus when I was five, and I've never done anything wrong. And uh, uh, <laughs> But when, you know, and I, I think like... I think those people actually diminish their stories too. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't become a Christian until I was like 16 or 17. For you, uh, you... You were in your 40s, and I think lots of times you look back and you're like, I could have avoided some things mm. um, yeah. <laughs> if I was five and I gave my heart <laughs> to the Lord. Uh, so I think that's amazing. So those people diminish it. But for somebody who is struggling, who is in kind of your shoes where you were, how would you encourage them? Don't try and make it an overnight success story. Okay. Um, it's It's like... Uh, what's a good example? Be getting fit. Yeah, you yeah. can't you can't go to the gym one day and expect yourself to be in the best shape of your life, right? right, you've, right, right. you've got to work at it. It takes time. Um, you'll you'll pull muscles. You'll you know get get sick. Um, yeah. things will happen. And it's the same thing when you when you start attending church and becoming a Christian. Um, you'll head down a road and think you're heading just doing the right thing, and yeah. all of a sudden. Uh, it's you're you're finding you're hitting roadblocks, right? Or it doesn't feel right. So then you got to get back. And and I'm not a guy that opens the Bible all the time and reads a lot of scripture, but yeah, yeah. you can just feel that you're heading in the wrong direction. So stop. To, yeah. Uh, apologize if you have to, or yeah, do absolutely. what you have to do, and 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 move on. And move on. And, and just keep working at it. And. What I think is so cool is, so you start this journey. Now you're one of the leaders here. I mean, you're on the board, which is, I mean, with that handlebar mustache, <laughs> it's amazing. 
Um, so what, what excites you about Elam? What excites you about Elam into the future too? Cause I know that, you know, you, you have a lot of stake here. Your, I mean, your kids went to youth group here. Your, your wife is quite involved here. And I mean, you're on the board. So obviously you have some excitement about what's going on at the church and what's going on in the future. So what, uh, what excites you? Oh, there's so much about this church. It's, uh, uh, the atmosphere, just Sunday mornings or Saturday night service that we've yeah. started a couple of years ago, um, walking in and every service has a different flavor to yeah, it. Yeah. The people though, um, the, the first impressions, I, I helped um, with that for a number of years as well. And yeah. just walk in the doors and there's people greeting you, you know, you've been, you're not just a body in a pew or yeah. in a seat. Um Everybody makes a really big effort to greet everybody if um, when they walk through the door, and it just feels welcoming. And it's I, I don't care what you don't have to show up in a three piece suit, right. and that's one of my biggest beefs. Is uh, uh, probably kept me from church for a long time. Is you had those stereotypes that yeah, sure. you have to be a certain way, you have to dress a certain way. Show up in sweats. Like yeah. honestly, the Lord doesn't care <laughs> why you're here. <laughs> Just show up and sweat. Just show up. That that's the best. <laughs> we need to put that on an ad somewhere. Yeah. Just now Elon Marvin Church. in sweats. I'm not sure if that's going to go. Well, I don't think Marvin could be in sweats. <laughs> like, it, I mean, he must have Harley sweats. Yeah. There you go. You know, bright that, orange sweats. And so. for those of you that don't know, Pastor Marvin, all those fancy shirts that he wears, most of them are Harley Davidson shirts. Yeah. Yeah. And he's <laughs> he's got quite the collection. So if 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 you're into Harley's, make sure you ask him. Yeah. Um, but that that's a great encouragement. Come and sweats. I like yeah. that. We'll put on that. Elam Church, come and sweats. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, hey, I am so glad that you took the time to be here. Uh, thank you so much for sharing your story. And uh, if you're listening, hope you're encouraged by it. I mean, it's never too late. No, it right? isn't. Nope. Uh, and I think that's the whole point of, of this podcast is that it's never too late. No. Whether you're in your 40s or 70s or whatever it is, God can still uh, get at your heart. Yeah, if you're not feeling right about something, there's there's a reason. So keep searching. I love that. I love yeah. that. Because most people go on their feelings too, right? So mm-hmm. like they're feeling that stuff. Yeah. So I think it's important to say, hey, you know, if that's how you're feeling, you got to do something about it. You bet. Fantastic. Thanks, Graham. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. Okay. <laughs>